What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Mind Over Macros podcast. As always, I am your host, Mike Milner. In today's episode, I talked all about how to measure progress. Not just how to measure progress, but like, what should we be focusing on when it comes to progress? Is it just the scale? Maybe there are other metrics of success that we should be prioritizing. Not only that, but what's the expected timeline? How long do I have to wait to get the results that I desire? So I covered all of that and more in this episode. And if you can help spread the love, I would greatly appreciate you. You can do so by leaving a five-star rating and review on iTunes. You can take a screenshot of the episode and post it to your stories. And of course, tag me at coach underscore Mike underscore Milner. Or you can just copy the link to this episode and send it over to a friend or family member. Any of those three, three things, and I would greatly appreciate it. All three of those things, and we're best friends forever. All right, guys, with that said, enjoy the episode. Welcome, everybody who is tuning in on the podcast. It's another live training here in the Facebook group, which you should all be a part of. If you're not, you're missing out on the best community in all of Facebook. Point blank, period, best community in all of Facebook. No argument. That is fact. So you should probably join the personality diet and neurotype training. Just keeps growing. We keep getting more and more people requesting to join. I think maybe there's just a a buzz outside of this group and everybody wants to become a part of the amazing pop community in this Facebook group. Uh, We go live. I go live every single Monday at five o'clock Eastern. Although next Monday, it'll have to be a little bit earlier, but here we are. And I'm going to talk about how to measure progress. There's There's a specific reason that I'm bringing this up because I wrote a post on Instagram that talked about progress and basically said something along the lines of, if you have not made progress in one month, that doesn't mean that you're stuck. It simply means that you're not patient enough, you're not consistent enough, or you're not being honest with yourself. However, if you quit after one month of no progress, that does mean that you're stuck because you're prioritizing the outcome over the process. And I got a lot of comments and I got a lot of direct messages. And uh, my favorite one was somebody who said, she, uh, she sent me a direct message that I loved your post. However, it's really frustrating when you are spending money on a program And you're a one month in and you haven't made any progress, but you're paying all this money for this program. And that really sucks. And what do you do about that? And my response to her was, if you are only basing your progress on the scale and you've gone one month and you haven't seen any other value outside of just the scale, then either you need a mindset adjustment, or they need to do a better job of communicating with you. Because there are so many other ways to measure progress other than the scale. And what happens if you're paying all this money and you're only basing it off of the scale, whether it's quote unquote worth it, 
and you're down two pounds of fat and up two pounds of muscle. Well, guess what? That's a net zero on the scale. But how many of you would sign up for that right now? Everyone, right? Lose two pounds of, of, of fat and gain two pounds of muscle. Of course, we would all take that in a month's time or longer than a month. doesn't even matter. It's body recomp. That's, that's the dream. But that wouldn't show up on the scale, and right? Well, I'm paying money for the scale to move and it's not moving, so give me my money back. No, it's not how it works. And besides, body composition is also just one sliver of the value of working on yourself, right? There's other advantages to prioritizing your health, to prioritizing your fitness. Can you focus on the wins from a mindset perspective? Can you focus on the wins from a metabolic perspective? Can you focus on the wins from a confidence perspective, from a strength perspective, performance? Are you managing stress better? Are you more in tune with your biological signals? Are we emphasizing improvements in energy? Are we, are we emphasizing less cravings, better digestion, better sleep, better sex, right? Better mental clarity. Are we focusing on wins outside of just is the scale moving? And so I think that it's important that we have context around what progress looks like, because if you are going in with the expectation that the scale is the only measure of success, that's going to be a really frustrating experience. You really can't control the scale. You can't control it. There are like, yes, you can do certain things. And this is why I always say the process is more important than the product. The process is more important than the product. The result is largely out of your control. You can do things through the process that will influence the result. But where that lands you is largely out of your control, right? Like, let's just take the month period of time as the example here. You can do all of these things to help your cause, right? You can prioritize quality food. You can walk more. You can train. You can recover really well. You can sleep really well. You can focus on self-care. You can you know, challenge your self-limiting beliefs. You can have some level of, of self-development happening. You, know, you can start to work on more of a growth mindset. All of these things are great for helping you progress. That doesn't influence exactly what the scale says. It might say two pounds down. It might say two pounds up. It might stay the same. That part of it is largely out of your control. So if you're only focused on that, you're going to be living on this roller coaster ride. That means that every single morning, your mood is going to be dependent on a an inanimate object. Object. It's like. What are we basing our, our happiness on? What are we basing our mood on? On something that we step on that spits out a number. And then that's that's the only determining factor for whether we're we're happy or whether we're sad or whether we're frustrated or whether we're euphoric. Like, what the fuck is that? That's no way to live. That's no way to live. And and here's the thing: that does not mean that I am undermining progress with the scale. It's just simply one data point that gives us some information, and it can be really useful information, but the rate at which it changes and 
how, you know, how quickly it changes, when it changes, all of that is largely out of our control. So if we know that, why don't we put our focus into the things that, that we do have control over, which would be the process. The process is way more uh, controllable than the outcome. You can influence the outcome, but you can't really control it, if that makes sense. You can influence the outcome, but you can't really control it because it might land like where I always use the, the example of like goals and, and outcome-based goals are really just the compass. It's just the compass to point us in a direction. It's not an exact target. It's just a compass. We want to know that we're going in that direction. But so we can influence that, but we really can't control it. And that's where we, we put our focus on the, the process. So if an individual goes through a month of coaching, like this person that messaged me, and hasn't seen any value through the process, that's either a mindset that needs a, a serious readjustment, or it's a poor coaching program. I don't know. I have no clue who this person is working with. I have no clue. So it could be either. I have no idea because either she could be somebody that needs a healthy dose of real talk and and a mindset shift, which might be the case, or the coaching program is really ineffective at showcasing the value of the process and all of the wins that happen when you focus on the process and you get your mind disconnected from the outcome, right? It's not that it's the, the compass. Let's just know that we're moving in that direction, but let's not focus on the day-to-day, like, was the scale up today? If yes, I'm going to be miserable. If no, I'm going to be happy. Like, we have to get out of that mindset. We have to. That's the mindset that keeps us in this cycle of doing extreme shit. That's the mindset that keeps us on this roller coaster ride. That's the mindset that tells us uh, to overcompensate, to make emotional decisions. We want to make this as logical as we can. Even though we are emotional beings, emotions first, logic second, that's human nature. But we don't want to make important decisions based off of emotions all the time. We want to remove some of that from the equation and really think about it practically. Like practically, if you focus on doing the things that best serve you, you will feel a lot better. If you focus on the day-to-day and you hang your hat on the outcome every single day, that will frustrate you. And that will cause more emotional reactions, which will cause more overcompensating. It will cause you to make make decisions that don't serve you. It'll cause you to feel like crap. And it'll cause you to stay in this perpetual cycle of restrict, binge, feel like shit, restrict again, and kind of you know, have that, that diet roller coaster continuing, that, that diet hamster wheel that so many of us find ourselves on. The, the exit to that is you invest in the process. Now, investing in the process doesn't mean you just have to go in with blind faith. It means that we can focus on wins, we can focus on progress that is not directly tied to a statistic, like to a single data point. We can focus on wins, we can focus on progress and uh, that doesn't connect immediately to the scale. Over time, it might, 
but it's not necessary to focus on the scale all the time on the day-to-day, like zoom out a little bit. What happened over three months, six months? Did we follow the direction of the compass or not? Because again, you might end up in a serious spot. I've, I've seen recomp happen with our clients where it's legitimately the exact same scale weight and their body is insanely different. I can tell you for me personally, right now, I am leaner, about 10 pounds heavier than where I thought I should be to like maintain a certain level of leanness that I was comfortable with. I thought that I needed to be around 180, that that was like the level of leanness that I needed. And then by building muscle, I got leaner at 190 than I was at 180. So if I was only measuring the scale, I'd be really freaking frustrated. I'd be like, well, why am I paying my coach all this money so he can get me 10 pounds heavier? Well, he got me 10 pounds heavier and leaner. So it's not, we have to focus on the wins that are process oriented. One of the most difficult things that I did was committing to a full year of building muscle. By far, the most challenging thing from a mindset perspective. As somebody like myself, who when left to my own devices, I will gravitate towards under eating. I will gravitate towards doing too much, like not taking enough recovery, rest days, recharge days, whatever you want to call them. Um, I will gravitate towards putting my body in a stressed out state and thinking that it doesn't impact me like it does other people. Like I'm somehow the exception. I can handle really low calories. I can handle overworking myself. I can handle not sleeping as well as other people, right? I just, it's again, we're, we're all biased. We all have these things that we think we're the exception. Uh, we work with coaches all the time. We have a ton of coaches who are clients uh, of ours. And they all say the same thing. It's like, I would never tell my clients to do what I'm doing. I'm like, welcome to the club. That's what we do as coaches, which is why we also have coaches. We know the importance. So it makes sense that we invest in ourselves as well, just like we expect our clients to invest in themselves. So anyway, um, you know, I like to like to go on my tangents here, but the bottom line is the hardest thing was for somebody who chronically under eats typically when left to my own devices to actually commit to going through a full year of building muscle. And what I had to really learn in that time frame was there, there was going to be metrics of success that didn't rely on a specific outcome. It was more process oriented. It was more celebrating the uh, the consistency in the gym. It was celebrating the consistency with eating more. It was celebrating the fact that I had way more energy. It was celebrating the fact that I had uh, better sleep, that I had less stress, um, that my sex drive improved, like all of the mental clarity. There was all these things that were process-oriented that allowed me to buy in even though it was really challenging to commit to a full year of building muscle. If I was just outcome focused, it's so slow. And and this is why I'm using this example, because building muscle is so slow. 
It's painfully slow, that it's really hard to see a tangible outcome, which is why you have to buy into the process and focus on the process, the things that you can control. This is how we measure success. I also was able to look at my mindset at the time as somebody who was a former chronic dieter, body dysmorphia, body image issues, disordered eating, to celebrate the fact that I was committing to this process. That was a huge step for me. That was a huge win for me mentally. Again, process focused. I'm not just tied and married to an outcome. I'm tied to a process that influences the outcome. This is how we measure success. When you are going through a transformation, when you are trying to change something about yourself, whether it's your physical appearance, whether it is your mindset, whether it's your health, doesn't matter. Whatever you're, when you're trying to change something, we are taking predictable patterns that, are, that has gotten us to that point, right? Nobody gets to a point where they want to change and, and they're not stuck in some level of, of comfort, right? That's, again, this is part of being human. We like predictable patterns. Our brain likes predictable patterns because it's quote unquote safe. If it's known, it's safe. So anytime you want to change something, there's going to be some kind of resistance, some level of resistance that happens. And so we're, we're basically rewiring some of those patterns that exist. We're changing, if you want to really get down to it, we're changing this neurological communication that's happening between your neurons. Your neurons are firing in a certain way, in a certain pattern. And we're basically changing that pattern to something that we want to accomplish, right? Like if you want to learn how to play an instrument and you don't know how to play, you have to create this neural pathway that allows you to pick up that skill. And it's the same thing when you want to change your physical appearance. You have to do things, habitual things, process-based things that change that neural pathway, that change your brain communication. So it's uncomfortable. It's always met with some level of resistance because it's uncomfortable. And if we always are married to the outcome, we'll default back to those previous predictable patterns. So what happens all the time? This is, this is dieting 101. Dieting 101 says we're going to change everything all at once to create an extreme result. We know that that individual is not going to pick up anything sustainable. They're going to default back to their previous way of doing things. They're going to gain their weight back, and then they're going to send us more money because they now need to lose weight again. That is the diet industry 101. That is how every freaking diet makes multiple millions and billions of dollars. It's simple marketing. It's rip the Band-Aid off, lose a bunch of weight, don't learn anything, default back to your previous way of doing things gain the weight back, and then need us again. That's it. It's very simple, which is why they always focus on the outcome. It, it makes sense. It ties you to an outcome that's largely out of your control. And then you get so invested in the outcome that you're on this emotional roller coaster. So we want to measure progress through the process, through changing 
that predictable pattern into a new predictable pattern that actually serves you. Because once you have predictable patterns that serve you, then you're unbreakable. You're unbreakable. When your default is quality nutrition and your default is moving your body and your default is self-care and your default is quality sleep and your default is knowing the process that serves you, you're unbreakable. That's just a fact. When you can default back to those things, we talk about anchors in, in our challenge, right? We talk about the anchors. When those become solidified as your foundation, you're unbreakable. So what are the things that we actually look for in the process? The first thing is we can actually celebrate overall consistency. And I think that sometimes people find that strange, but it's one of the best ways to solidify habits is to actually celebrate consistency. When you achieve something process-based, like one of your anchors, like you're getting in 10,000 steps a day, you're drinking more water, you're eating more vegetables, you're doing some self-care, like actually celebrate that. You can use a like an app like Streaks app or just give yourself like a check mark and a calendar. Get that dopamine response and, and actually solidify that habit. That's process-based. Number one is celebrate consistency. Number two, celebrate how you feel. Not how you feel when you step on the scale, how you feel when you eat enough, how you feel when you do those habits, when you move more, when you drink more water. Are you noticing more energy? Are you noticing less hunger, less less cravings? Are you noticing better mood, better sleep, improved sex drive, better clarity, better digestion? Celebrate how you feel. That's number two. The third thing is Look at outcomes, right? I, talk, I said not to look at outcomes, but now I'm talking about outcomes. But I'm not talking about the scale outcomes. I'm talking about outcomes that will influence the ultimate outcome. In other words, I know that if I get stronger over time, that will influence the outcome of improving my metabolism, which will influence the outcome of improving my body composition. So can I focus on outcomes that are related to improving in the gym, strength, lifting more weights, right? So focus on those type of outcomes that are more driven to influence the ultimate outcome that you want. It points you in the right direction, doesn't guarantee exactly where you're going to land, but at least we know that we're in the right direction. Um, So how do you measure progress? You focus on the process, you track your consistency and celebrate it, Uh, you track how you feel and celebrate it, and you track the outcomes that ultimately influence the real outcome that you want, but you're not married to something like a fluctuating um, daily scale measurement. If you can step on the scale every day and totally disconnect from the number, that's, that's the best case scenario. Not many people can do that. But if you can do that, it's very helpful because the scale gives us useful information, but it's not the only useful information that we need. It gives us some, something to work with. It gives us a data point, but it's just one data point. If you can view it as a data point, if you can accept that it's going to fluctuate, and if you can take a step back 
and look at averages over time, great. You're in a really good spot. If not, then we probably have some work to do. We probably have some mindset work to do. And, and we probably have some process work to do because you're focusing too much on the outcome and not enough on the process. Now, one question that I get a lot is the rate of progress. How fast can I realistically expect to make progress? Now, there's a couple things to dissect here. The first part is if you're talking about body composition improvements, you really can't have um, an expectation unless we really know what we're up against. And this is why, by the way, when we're working with clients, this is why we start with a personality assessment and a metabolic assessment so we can get a sense of what's this person's capacity for stress based off of personality type? What has this person been through metabolically with diet history, current nutrition, current training, stress management, lifestyle variables, right? We get a realistic overview of what's your starting point. How can you expect to say, like, I want to know, like, that would be like, I'm trying to get to California and I'm going to punch it into my GPS, but I don't know where I'm starting, but please tell me how long it's going to take to get there. Like, how are you supposed to know that? If you don't know your starting point, how can you know how long it's going to take you to get to your destination? It's impossible. So that's why we start there. Otherwise, you're just guessing. Like You'll just Google something. What's a realistic uh, rate of fat loss? And you'll get, oh, it's about 0.5 to 1.5 pounds of body fat per week, depending on how big you are. Like, No, that is so myopic. It doesn't take into consideration any other variables other than what, you know, how big are you when you're starting? Like how much fat do you have to lose when you're starting? That that doesn't tell us anything. I can take somebody who is who has a hundred pounds to lose, but if they've been destroying their metabolism for decades, then that's a very different scenario than somebody who has been chronically overeating and is has a hundred pounds to lose and they're gonna start to, you know, clean things up. Like very different scenario. So when it comes to the expected rate of progress, if we don't know your starting point, then we can't really give a, an expected timeline. However, when it comes to the process-based um, outcomes that we're looking for, we should notice that relatively quickly. And I always say that with, with new clients, when people come to us, I'm like, one of the first things that you will see within the first couple of weeks, you'll notice more freedom mentally. Like that's typically the first like light bulb aha moment is like, oh my God, there is so much less pressure and less stress. I don't have these crazy food rules. And I'm not like constantly feeling like I have to hit this exact precise thing. And it's like this, your shoulders drop. It's this relief. Like, oh, I actually am doing this for life. Like we say it all the time. We say that this is your forever plan. We say that this is for life. But then when you actually feel it, it feels like a weight was lifted off your shoulders. It's like the first comment that I get new clients like, hey, just wanted to let you know, I started working with one of your coaches and just feels like a weight was lifted off my shoulders without fail. So I tell them that I set the expectation, like you're going to notice that difference pretty quickly. 
you're also going to notice internally how you feel is different, not just mentally, but physically how you feel. You're going to start to notice more energy. You're going to start to notice you're, you're in a better mood. You're going to start to notice that you're not hangry all the time. Like we're actually going to start to address some of these biological, physiological responses that you've been normalizing for so long. And when you actually feel good, you're going to be like, holy shit, I can't believe how much better I feel. And also, I can't believe that I allowed myself to feel that crappy for so long. That's usually the second part of it. The third part of it is is when you start to see your body actually changing and you're like, okay, now this is all coming together. Mentally, I feel better. Internally, I feel better. And now physically, I'm looking better. And that's when we know like we're well on our way. But when it comes to expected rate of progress, the internal stuff, you should feel relatively quickly. Now, there are exceptions to that. If you've been dieting extremely for, for a long time and you've lost touch with your hunger signals, that might take some time to come back. There are certain things that might take some time, um, even things like getting your cycle back. If you've, if you've had uh, experienced loss of cycle, it can take some time for that to come back. Uh, but you will notice improvements in other areas. So you might notice that you're feeling better in the gym. You might notice better recovery, better sleep. You will see signs of progress. And that's why if we continue to shift our focus there, we're going to be so much better off in the long run. If we can really shift our focus to that, that process, the, you know, the consistency part of it, the internal feeling part of it, and then the outcomes that ultimately influence the real outcome that you want, uh, we're going to be in a much better place to play the long game, to get to where we want to be and to maintain it. Um, I hope this makes sense. I know that sometimes it's difficult to hear that when you're like, yeah, this is all well and good, but I just really want to lose 20 pounds. Um, and, and my counter to that is I hear you. I fully understand that. But if your options are to lose 20 pounds in two months and then to gain 20 pounds back in, in, the, um, in the next four months after that, or you can lose 20 pounds over five months or six months or seven months, and you actually keep it off, which are you going to choose? So that's always my counter when somebody's like, yeah, yeah, I know I'm supposed to focus on the process, but what about this 20 pounds I want to lose? It's like, how long have you been focused on that 20 pounds? Isn't that why we're here? Isn't that why we're here? Because you've been so hyper-focused on that 20 pounds and you haven't actually taken the time to invest in the process, to commit to the process, to change some of those predictable patterns, to change your, your default settings, like I talked about today. Like that's what that's why we're here. So let's let's just now do it right. We've spent like, don't be stubborn like I was. Don't take 10 years of being stubborn to finally come around and be like, all right, now I'm going to do it the right way. You have an opportunity to do it the right way. Now take advantage of that opportunity. All right. Well, that's all I've got for you guys tonight. Hopefully this made sense. Hopefully this was helpful. I'd love to hear some feedback. Um, I know it can be an interesting conversation when it comes to progress, right? Everybody wants results. We all want results. We want them immediately. And that's a difficult conversation to have when I'm telling you to focus more on the process versus the thing that you really want. But at the end, it's going to get you to where you want. So if it was helpful, 
please let me know. Just hit me up, uh, shoot me a message on Instagram at coach underscore Mike underscore Milner and uh, give me some feedback. I always love to hear it. Thanks for hanging out with me and I will talk to you guys very soon.